Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to your weekly video game, movies, and comic book podcast. Geekscape, hopefully, is your favorite. We've been doing this for 175 episodes. That's right. Right now, episode years. 175. 175 years. Some people would be proud of. Uh, all it does is, is, to me, put into perspective just how enslaved I am to you. Uh, every week, we do this podcast, Movies, Video Games, and Comics. If you're new, I'm Jonathan London. And every week I like to be joined by a host who's of an aficionado of movies, video games, and comics. He's got to be enthusiastic. He's got to be knowledgeable. He's got to have an opinion. And he's got to be a great conversationalist. And I've been wanting to get my buddy uh, Flitz on the show for a while. Flitz, if you guys are part of Nerdiest Kids. Uh, Flitz, what is Nerdiest Kids? Like, I know you through Nick Gregorio, who you guys are fans of. He's been on the show a couple times. What is Nerdiest Kids? Nerdiest Kids is, it's kind of a... It's kind of its own geekscape, if you mm-hmm. if you want to put it that way. We deliver news. Uh, we're really growing on media content as well. Um, but it's really about a community of fans who are talented and who are tired of saying, man, I wish we could do this, man, I wish we could do this, and going out and doing it. And we've been around for two years, going on three. So... Can I give you guys a bit of advice? Yourself especially. Two years in, stop. <laughs> Just stop there. Stop it too. Unless you want to, Unless... I've just wasted my life. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, no. Uh, I joke. I joke. But I am really actually proud of what we've done here with Geekscape. I, you know, 175 episodes is nothing to joke about, even though we're so effing lo-fi... Uh, it's me at a desk or me on a couch or me in front of a Van Damme poster or me standing somewhere in Comic-Con. It, it, it's lo-fi, but it's what I can do every week. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy doing it. I do enjoy talking to you guys on the forums. And what was really cool was uh, Flitz and I have known each other off and on, you know, just through through the circles we hang out mm-hmm. in. And uh, at Comic-Con, I really felt like I got to know you and the nerdiest kids. Because... Uh, we were at the booth, you came by the booth, you were into it, and then we, uh, uh, my buddy Matt Kelly and Brian Walton and I from Geekscape, we, we were just looking for a place to eat, and we looked mm-hmm. at a place uh, there in San Diego by the park where I ate last year. The Tilted Kilt. The Tilted Kilt. Uh, Fushna, if you're listening, it's where we ate last year. Uh, you remember that. And um, and I, I saw all, I saw like a fucking <laughs> long table, like a Valhalla, Viking as. Long table with 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 flits in it, like in the center, and then surrounded by like all these kids. And, and I don't mean ten kids; I mean about thirty kids. And I, w- I was like, "Well, if we're gonna eat here, let's just eat with these guys," mm-hmm. you know. Totally and, and so the three of us were welcome at the table, and it just reminded me so much about uh, uh, what we love at Geekscape. We love the community. We love that everybody has an opinion. And I was like, holy shit, I could probably buy this shit for cheap. <laughs> and like, just bring these kids into what? Like, fuck, I don't have to go out and find these kids. I'll just buy Shit, I could just probably, you know what? If I pick up the tab right now, which was like $500, I was like, it really was. That was like $500. I was like, if I just pick up the tab, I, I might just own Nerdy as Kids. And then. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, no, no, I mean, it, 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 what are I mean? What what are the differences? Because we we talk about the similarities, and I think the similarities are de- definitely there. And, and you guys go check out the website. Some of the nerdiest kids have come and joined Geekscape and been uh, involved in the website, and, and we love that. I I love that somebody is out there gets it. Yeah, like gets it, gets that the culture. This celebrity and on it, the web isn't about you. It's about. Celebrity, the, the community. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, like, it's all like about the community. When I had that show That's, at Revision yeah. Three, I didn't get, I didn't understand. Like I, I didn't see why they, why people were building, like, shows and promotions around like a celebrity culture mm-hmm. on the internet because the internet could not be a more fickle. Yes, yeah. you know, like one day you are the fat kid with a lightsaber, the next day you were just a fat kid. Yeah, does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like where are all the, those people who got like who are the, oh, where are all the web celebs? They're all. They're at the streamies. But does that make sense? <laughs> it, it, it's not, it, didn't, it never felt real to me. And, and, and to me, starting Geekscape, and the reason I did it by myself, was just that it wasn't about me. It was about mm-hmm. the community. And I think you nailed that. You know? and, I, and I love seeing you at a table with 30 kids who got it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not a, a, a flit shrine. 
God forbid no, there no, be no. a fl a flit shrine. Who the fuck is gonna make a a, a shrine to an adult who goes by flits? <laughs> like you you have the name of a wacky cat cartoon character. <laughs> like like I like, have the same complexion as well. <laughs> Really but does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. If I get hit by a bus, I'd like to understand that what I'd like to think that what I built survives. Yes. Does that and make that's, sense? Um, yeah. So and you that's can't totally make it about, about you. You can't make it about no, you. It's, now and, we've got yeah. Kevin Rose leaving Dig Nation, and what's mm -hmm. what? Where will that leave? What they build? And I mean, does and that who, make sense? Who are the Dig Nation in the end? Right. The community, really. And how does it live without a? You know what I mean? I would like to think that, it, that if, if I got hit by a bus, and I'm planning on it. Uh, Viviani, <laughs> Gilmore, Walton, Matt Kelly, you know Nick Gregorio can come back. You know he's he's back in Philly, but but Ivan Kander, these you guys, you guys who watch the show, like everybody Keep it it, going. It keeps going. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys purchase nerdiest kids, bring it in, make them work for you. No, uh, <laughs> tie them to the table. But but what are the differences? Um, maybe nerds from, and geeks. What's the difference? Oh, the difference between nerds yeah. and geeks, or maybe well, just the communities. Yeah. I liked uh, the difference between the communities. You know what? I it's how'd you guys get started? Or honestly, wanted to say we were yeah. uh, the community. We were the G four community. We were a big brunt of the G four community. Who, um, when they had uh, video viewer mails, when they had the people in stick cam sitting on camera asking questions That's and you guys. talk to Kevin, that was us. Um, and I, 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 I inherited the after party from uh, Captain Smee, who was basically um, the G four hey, community. This <laughs> Hold, let me get this straight from my notes. Flitz inherited the community from Captain Smee. Yes. These are adults you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. right? These, these are grown ups. We're kid adults. Okay. Adults. Okay. <laughs> Captain Smee with a C A. Okay, Smee. Got it. Okay. And um. It was just, I was sitting in the chat, and we would just talk about all this stuff we were really fanatical about. And while we're talking, one person's playing the guitar, another person's writing articles, another person's talking about how he would like to make film. And I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? We do all this stuff, and we talk about what we want to do, we, we would like to see. Why not combined? Because we, we were, and the Nerdiest Kids comes from... I was like, we're the nerdiest people we know. We're the nerdiest kids we know. We're intense about... We're passionate. Yeah. We're passionate about yeah. this culture, which is now gigantic pop culture. Mm -hmm. um, and it was dubbed me and uh, Josh Pacheco. Um, we started. Uh, he he was like, let's start a website. Let's do the website. And my whole thing was like, let's 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 fucking do it. Like, why right. not? Yeah. So him and his cousin, they got together. They built they they built the website. I mean, and it's gone through different iterations. It's, it's yeah, we're we're actually yeah. about to go into version 3.0 with um an actual media page, right? Which will make it a lot easier for media content. Because you guys have been doing. If you guys want, go check this out. Because Flitz, you you do the man on the street stuff. You've got a team of people doing it. Very similar to Geekscape, but the difference from what you were saying was uh, your audience is talented. <laughs> they are they they're they are our audience uh, <laughs> uh, uh let, let me just list some of their accomplishments we started a uh forum thread entitled would you tap that and uh <laughs> what you do in the thread is you post pictures of women some hot some borderline okay uh and you say would you tap that and and you you, you tell whether or not you, you would then tap that that is that's um... a talent in and of itself our our forums we had our own forums and it ate up a lot of bandwidth Been there, so we got away that, from yeah. it and now our forums are uh that site that should not go unnamed that ends in chance okay hey, well yeah you've got kids who are artists who are musicians yes. mm -hmm. do you have a man who can eat six crackers in under a minute and then whistle Yankee Doody Dan Doodle Dandy? Because we do, we we do, we have that, we have that. I don't. I would have to check in with a uh, okay. Vigo. Vigo would. If, Vigo. if there's a man in your community who can do it, it would be Vigo. It would be Vigo. Vigo, we, Vigo the Carpathian. He knows who he is. Yeah. Vigo. We, we must find this Vigo. Okay. And we must put him up against our Jason Ellis. And, we can do that. We can do that. We, what we should do is like the Amalgam Universe <laughs> when DC and Marvel <laughs> switched and you had like Tales of the Rip Claw or whatever it was. When it was yeah. Like, Batman it was, and, it was Batman, Batman and Wolverine. And Wolverine yeah. And shit like that. <laughs> uh, we should do that. We, we should. You know what? Like. 
like Geekscape, I'm, I'm guessing you guys aren't centrally located here in LA, but, no, we're but we should still do places. like some shit together. No, dude, I'm like, totally do down. Meetups. I mean, you, you're 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 the what? You're the super media guy at Geekscape. Mm-hmm. I'm the media director at Nerdiest Kids, so I don't see why not. I, at Geekscape, in all honesty, uh, that's the first time I've heard that title. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I've mainly been going as the only fucking guy pathetic enough to show up. Every day. <laughs> the only guy who's willing to show up every day. That, that is the title that I give myself. Is like, well. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. But I'm warning you, <laughs> I will be hit by a bus one day, <laughs> and one of you must take the pathetic gauntlet and, and carry on. Well, you must take the torch of like the, the, the our torch is definitely like a broken toy lightsaber, and you must run with that <laughs> the difference until you hit a wall. Us on that is probably I bully my community into doing what they say they want to do. No. They're like, I want to be a cinematographer. I'm like, well, start watching movies yeah. because at Comic-Con, you're shooting the footage. Oh, okay. You okay. want to be an actor? You want to be a host? Okay, well, at Comic-Con, you're guess doing who's interviews. doing yeah. the host? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I push, I kick them right, like it's like it's like a flight of stairs and they're not taking steps. I'm fucking kicking them down the stairs. Yeah, they're getting there, whether they like it or not. We have guys uh, like Gilmore who go, I want to do that, and so I go do it, and then I just feel so bad about taking it away from him when no, he fails no. miserably <laughs> that I go, uh, I guess we're stuck with it. <laughs> I'm so, you know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. like, uh, I just don't have the heart to tell these guys, man. You can still get a job somewhere. Like you can, you know, like laying brick just takes this and that. Like yeah. you know, you can yeah. do it. Just put the concrete down, smack a brick on top. Like you can mm-hmm. do it. You know, don't give up on give up on those dreams. No, uh, I like this. We will definitely be doing meetups. You, you got kids in New York City? Maybe we can do a, a New York Comic Con meetup with our kids, and, and it'll be totally independent of us because we ain't going to New York. No, because you know what I mean. Like go outside. But you know, you know what I mean? New York Comic Con, some of your kids are going to go there. My kids Actually, are go there. you know what? Be, we do. We, a, have some new, we have a couple of New Jersey cats. Uh-huh. So, and they're right across the What about the Pax? Beach, so. If any of our Pax, guys go to have, Pax, you guys go to Pax. We have a girl in, um, um, in, uh, ooh, what the name is, how is the name of that city? <clears throat> Seattle. Seattle. No, yeah. it's Washington. She's in Washington. Like I can't remember. It's, no, it's something that's, like, it's spelled wrong. So you're supposed to say it the oh, way. Okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't, we, we don't fall for that. Yeah, you, no, can't make I, us, you can't make us say it right. Uh, spoke. She's from Spokane. Spokane. But I say Spokane. Her name, She goes so, by Rogue. So. so we should maybe get some of our audience to meet each other in like independent places. You know how yeah. shady a meetup that would be. It would be like, uh, like like somebody sitting at a bar or like in a restaurant, and somebody else going on and be like. Are you squeegee 134? <laughs> you a GS? Uh, no, nah, man. I think you got the wrong guy. All right. Goes over to somebody else who looks a little, you know, socially inadequate. Are you, uh, what is it? Captain Smee? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's us. So, They're all sitting with their fucking oversized Comic Con bags. Yeah, that's us. Well, we, we, well, we can do the shirts thing. You have Geekscape shirts. Have, you know what? That's not a bad shirts, idea. So Where the fuck is Geekscape go. shirt? Available on the website. Just click on the Geekscape web store and buy it. Uh, you know, we have several new designs. And uh, Laura wants them out of the house, so please buy them. Uh, let, let's talk. Let's talk. This has been a huge weekend for movies, especially. We yeah. had uh, two movies that I was super excited about. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and The Expendables. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World uh, I had seen through, you know, work in film. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen different iterations of the film. The, I, will, I will tell you guys this. The best iteration of that film is what you guys saw this past weekend. I uh, went into the movie hoping that some of the things that were still I was still holding were still holding me back from saying I love the movie mm-hmm. were, were getting addressed. And you know, I had Laura with me, uh, my wife, and we sat in the movie. And from the get go, it was a it was the movie I wanted it to be. From you know, right, right and, from and, jump, and, it just jumped and, right and, into and the And I do geek this thing where dumb. where where I go to Laura and I go. Oh, are you into this at about the 20 minute mark the 40 minute mark okay. she probably thinks it's annoying but but she was into this movie the whole way like she didn't even respond yeah she i just... mean they tightened the movie up because you can see how a movie like this the pacing is yeah. really hard and it was you know? i think the pacing was amazing and you can, I, and I and love but the you can see the complaints film. where some people say too many x's which really is what it is i mean yeah. that's the form they'll have to get over it yeah i mean that's what the, that's what it is he's yeah. going to fight seven x's yeah 
and you can see how somebody who's untrained in what Scott or un, doesn't know what Scott Pilgrim is about is gonna be mm-hmm. like, dude, that's seven, that's seven too many. But it's, at the same time, the way it was addressed, I mean, I didn't, I, I say, I, I didn't read the books because I don't right. like spoilers. I like the books a lot, and, 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 and to their credit, they intended for the endings to be different, and they are. Mm. So you can read the books. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. The, spo- the spoiler thing is the spoiler Four thing by. with me is it's not that I don't like to not I don't like to know the ending. I don't want reading the books to change my the way I will view the movie. Oh, got it. That's what I mean by spo- the spoiler. Are movie. there other excuses for not reading that you've made up over time? Like, I can't did read. your parents buy? <laughs> but, I can't read. No, I mean I I understand that, and there are many similarities, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and things happen very similarly to the way they do in the comic book. The endings, though, are different, mm-hmm. and you should and you should check out the comic now that you've yeah the no movie. definitely. And definitely. having read number six, book six, uh, the movie to me is the definitive Scott Pilgrim. Nothing against Brian Lee O'Malley, mm-hmm. but the movie I think does the best job of the pop. That mm-hmm. is how you describe Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I mean the comic book pops, the movie pops, the movie to me pops in a concise way that. You know, I mean, it's six books. It's it's a mm-hmm. stretch. Yeah. Even though they go fast and you can read them really quickly, there's there's some fat in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You get to learn a lot more about the other characters, which is great, mm-hmm. but you just can't do that in a movie. And if you want to show somebody this is what Scott Pilgrim is, the movie just does a great job. Mm-hmm. What I did you like? Uh, what did you love the most about the movie? What did you? What did you I, maybe you not? Know like? What? I like that it catered to people with. It catered to our generation, mm-hmm. and by our generation, I mean the internet generation, right? Who has complete ADD. <laughs> you're right <laughs> so it was really like it, it went through so many different changes that you're like okay oh gosh i wonder where it's gonna go next oh i love that that was different oh so so much happened in such a what seemed to me like a short amount of time mm-hmm. if you're not into it apparently it's a long movie mm-hmm. like i told yeah. my roommate yeah. to go see it she was like that was a long fucking movie i was and like you no, can see that right because yeah well she's in, not a gamer in a, but in a, in a main movie you know in a, in a mainstream movie in the three-act structure which this movie really roughly doesn't have mm-hmm. uh when a, when a hero overcomes something he mm-hmm. learns something yeah and in this he has literal things to overcome he has mm-hmm. to fight these yeah. seven people mm-hmm. And it's questionable about whether or not he learns anything because yeah. he's still that Scott Pilgrim guy who's clueless and yeah. hapless and everybody loves him, but they don't know why, which is the character. And I can see how somebody uh, like uninitiated would be mm-hmm. frustrated by that. Does that make sense? But it, even with the complaint about the seven X's, that's too many, he fought all of them in a different way. Mm-hmm. They were all approached in a yeah. mu- in a different way from each other. And they, which were, different, kept and they were different challenges. And they yeah. were different challenges, wholly different personalities. I don't, I don't, I don't see where it's too many. I mm-hmm. mean, even with the the twins, he right. he took both of them out in one fell swoop. So well, yeah, after, after <laughs> getting some damage done. You know? Yeah, it, in 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 the improvement in the movie, and, I'll, and I won't spoil this too much, but the the plus one getting a life thing, mm-hmm. ha, just the shout outs to. There was the there was the thing when when Braid came out. Is is yeah. video game now an art form because it can reference its history. And now mm-hmm. you have things like Scott Pilgrim as a film or, or as a comic book referencing the video game history. And, and I feel like... It, it, he had to replay the level. Yeah. And I died and he had was, to replay the was, level. That was beautiful <laughs> to me. Like, and that's, I mean, that's where... I, the theater I was in, because I saw it at the Burbank 16, which, yeah. I mean, I from what I understand, after seeing a, a video play of an advertisement of a comic book store in Burbank, I was there with, like, the whole Burbank comic book community. Mm-hmm. It was It was epic. So I guess it also depends on who you're seeing it with. Because before the movie, they let us in like an hour before the film. Because Expendables the party exactly. They brought they bought they bought beach balls. They were <laughs> passing around cupcakes. That's cool. I had a dance battle with some guy at the front of the theater. Like it was amazing. Well, that so, being said, I think that the, the movie did not do well. I know. Yeah. The, the movie the movie only uh, like like worked its way to ten million dollars. It was on. It was tracking at like roughly sixteen. And the budget was the budget was six sixty officially. I've heard things in Hollywood as high as 90. Doesn't bode well no. for more of these things. After Kick-Ass and then this, yeah. I think Hollywood's going to be looking for established properties, and that means Spider-Man. You know, that means Marvel. That means... It's tough, because even, you know, even in the comic book community, a uh, comic book industry, what killed, what's slowly killing comics is this dependence solely on 
Names, not only names, DC or Marvel. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the, and, you know what I mean. Yeah. What, what's killed? What's killed so, comics for so long is that it's solely superheroes. You, you tell somebody comic books, they don't understand that Scott Pilgrims mm-hmm. exist. They don't, for the most part, understand that a Walking Dead exists or that Preacher existed before that. Or you know what I mean? It, people only think superheroes. And the thing is, now if you say comic book movie, they're not going to understand that it's history of violence. They're not going to understand that it's all these other things that are simply just storytelling. And yeah. that, that was simply the medium <sighs> that it was first told in. It can still be a pure story. Scott Pilgrim works perfectly without the comic book, as mm-hmm. you've been an example of. Yeah. With the comic book, I simply use the comic book as comparison and pacing, and it works great. I I loved this movie. Which I wonder how how will that affect Invincible, which is an image comic, and I know that's been in talks and reworks. I and mean, I would a, really love to Paramount. see it. It's a great story. Invincible is so great. Would you rather see Invincible as a series? It would, I, I believe. I, well, oh, that's how we throw it down on Geeks. Yes, because it's a lot deeper than just a film, unless mm-hmm. they make it multiple films, which is and what's the risk? It's really deep. Uh, do you really think that we're going to see a Kick-Ass two and a Kick-Ass three in theaters the way that Kick-Ass performed? If it depends on independent, they, I feel like people yeah. who did see it really loved Hit Girl, and that's what they would like to see right. more of. Unless they bring Kick-Ass's game up and make right. them. Kick ass, but financially, how does that movie happen? I mean, Matthew Vaughn dragged that movie to the screen by investing privately mm-hmm. and putting that movie together, and then selling it for distribution. Without that scenario, again, I don't see how that movie comes in because the studios are going to say, you know what? If it's not Marvel, if it's not DC, if it's not a, you know Captain America, Spider Man, if it's not an established thing that I, we've known has worked since the '60s, yeah, we can't take a risk of. 60 possibly 90 million and only have 10 million come back on us open weekend well that's that's a sad day for art sad day for art nerdiest (laughs) kids nerdiest (laughs) kids people i I mean i agree with you as much as i love this movie and as much as i love the other movie that we're going to talk about it is tough to see the jock beat up the geek again this time at the box office you know i mean Expendables gave it a ass whooping. From what I've, yeah, from what I've read briefly. Yes. It, and do I? Does that mean we hate on Expendables? No, I mean both movies exist. I do think Scott Pilgrim is going to be a found movie. Okay. Found movies work. Uh, um, what was the movie with uh, Mike Myers, the spy one? Uh, it's, I'm blanking on oh, it. Oh, uh, Johnny English. No. What was it? What was it? Austin Powers. Yeah. The first Austin Powers. <laughs> the first Austin Powers <laughs> bomb. Johnny English. Johnny English is, uh, is Roland Atkinson. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, right? The first Austin Powers bombed. Yeah. But it also hit DVD at the same time that DVD started becoming prolific mm-hmm. in college dorms, this and this. And, it, and, it, and you watch when they released Austin Powers, it took a little bit for the second Austin Powers to be made because it became a success. Adam Sandler's career, first few co- couple movies he made, nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. But the, it got on DVD, kids started watching mm-hmm. it more and more. And now he became, and then all of a sudden Waterboy comes out, and it's a huge success because his audience, his the audience for that film has yeah. been built on DVD. And now yeah. I feel like a Scott Pilgrim will I will could, live I on DVD. That. I can see that and maybe come back. Look, the audience that and went Kick-Ass to was see, a huge yeah. release on, on well, DVD. Well, with, with, huge. The audience that went to see Scott Pilgrim, the audience that I was with, myself included. If you you if you had to compare, I'm sure it's both theaters, Expendables Theater and Scott Pilgrim Theater. The Scott Pilgrim Theater, before this is before the movie came out. Scott Pilgrim shirts everywhere. Potency. It's, Potency. It has that's life. That's 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 art versus right. blockbuster. Scott Pilgrim's a piece of art. It it's gonna it's gonna I feel like it's gonna last a lot longer. People will in years to come, you will be able to show this film in right. theaters again and have a much bigger crowd. Even in the first version of the movie that I saw with the different ending and this and that I wasn't fully satisfied by the movie but mm-hmm. I said I could not wait to see it again mm. because it's interesting even though I thought the movie failed at that point mm-hmm. I could not wait to see it again because it was interesting that being said let's talk about the expendable Sylvester Stallone has put together a tag team huge team huge of team. superstar action <laughs> heroes from the 80s on up that this is a 12-year-old Jonathan London's dream to see this movie. And basically what it is is Sly's got this team of the Expendables. And they get hired as mercenaries to do different things, some cleanup work, some shadowy work. And they get hired by Bruce Willis's agency to go down to this country and infiltrate it because a corporation led by Eric Roberts has taken over the government of the country and is 
pretty much bribing them to take over their army and set up uh, their whole damn organization. It doesn't fucking matter, but they're bad guys. <laughs> and now Sylvester Stallone's got to go in there with Jason Statham and Jet Li and Randy Couture and my boy Terry Crews, who I love, and they've got to fuck some shit up, right? And Mickey Work is kind of the older dude who uh, doesn't want to be in the game anymore. Dolph Lundgren is the loose cannon early in the team. He's, he's, who he's they, they don't approve of And he's kind of a user Okay. And rather than give him help They just kick him out So of course the bad guys try and recruit him To show To, 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 to find out how, what the Expendables Weakest point is You know what I mean? Because he was one of them Yeah. And they kicked him out because he's just too crazy He's like killing people left and right uh, And it's not the way they work You know? <laughs> he, wants, he wants to hang up You know It opens on like The Somali pirate hostage situation Ripped straight from the headlines Just like they taught you In screenwriting class And uh, And and after they've Secured the hostages And everything's good Dolph Lundgren wants to hang one of them And Jet Li's like We don't do that And he tries to fight him And Sylvester Stallone He's like I love You know how Jet Li talks <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough He's like he, No he goes He goes You can't fight He's like super high pitched <laughs> I can't make out What he's saying Most of the time But he's Jet Fucking Lee <laughs> On the bad guys Backing up Eric Roberts You've got Stone Cold Steve Austin And a guy I forgot Was in the movie Gary Daniels Who is Lo-fi action hero Who I love I, I mean He's the dude Like when you go When you're like At the checkout counter Of like CVS Or something And there's those Action DVDs That are not even In full cases They're in sleeves Those are Gary Daniels Movies And he's one of the Bad guys And I was like Holy shit Gary Daniels Is in this movie Sign me up There is a, And so basically They go down there And they start kicking ass And but mm. It's a simple movie But Let me give you the highlights There are sequences In this movie That I never In my life That I would see And I fucking Lost my mind Gary Daniels Versus Jet Li Is one of them I mean Meanwhile Stone Cold is fighting Sly And it's fine That's kind of the important fight Which apparently He broke his neck He broke his oh, clavicle he broke a, yeah. or, some, or some shit Fighting him And I've met Stone Cold He's a very nice guy uh, Super nice dude But I could care less About that fight scene Because I'm sitting here Watching Jet Li vs. Gary Daniels And I'm <laughs> geeking out And Terry Crews has a gun That's just turning people Into jelly Lots of people get <laughs> dude, People get turned Into socks well, It's, it's in a Stallone movie. film It is non-stop <laughs> The one, I mean, the, the gripe beyond just the stupidity, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's 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 mindless after a while, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's and it's obvious and it's this and that, but it is just relentless and it's just and it's it's just machismo thrown out mm-hmm. on the on the screen and it's a celebration and I had to, I have to love this movie, um, seeing Randy Couture. MMA versus Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestling, badass. Mm. There's some great fight scenes in this movie. The one drawback to it is that the editing is not quite there. In the same way that some of the editing and the action sequences were a little rough on Rambo. You, you know what? Is it the timing? The cu- it's timing a little of the cuts? off. It, it, you know, you, some of it is just editing by blur, action editing through a blur. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you'll get it because it's just a lot. You get a lot of actions happening because it's a lot of shots. Even though, you know, it's tough to follow at times. I don't even think that's a slight against Sly in his directing in the fact that, you know, in the editing. It's, well, they're all the, older, the other, too. It's like, so it's like you know I'm, what? They if probably you don't get what's fucking happening, you're dumb. Even though they weren't the best shots or the best edits, if you don't get what's happening, you're dumb. <laughs> it's a guy fighting a guy, and it's, it's <laughs> a car getting chased by four cars, and the dude shooting a cannon. You get it. All right, it may not be Michael Bay's action sequences, but we don't want Michael Bay's action sequences because there's something insincere about them. And here, there's something a little more visceral by the fact that it technically doesn't quite work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I gotta see out of out of Scott Pilgrim and Expendables. Scott Pilgrim takes a 100% investment because every frame of that movie is great to me, and every moment of that movie is so much fun to me. The fight scenes are amazing. Yeah, not it, overcut, and, and they are so great. And Expendables <laughs> to me is a movie that I will probably watch more than Scott Pilgrim because it's not as much of an investment you turn your mind and off. just as much as fun. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a movie you can walk away from and come that. back, and you don't feel like you've sold yourself short. Yeah. I. Fuck, I love these movies, man. See, that's and that. What does that say about? What does that say about going to the film? Like going I to the movies now. I love these damn movies, man. It's sad though. Again, it comes back to the sad day for art thing. 
because people, some, I mean, I guess it's with the trials of our times, a lot of people want to go to the movies and just turn their minds off no. and dive into... Gary Daniels versus Jet Li, and then fucking Statham jumps in, and you're, look, man, it took two fuck, it took a Jet Li <laughs> and a Jason Statham to take down a Gary Daniels. It was the culminate. It was it was it was the literalization of so many of your grade schoolyard like schoolyard arguments. You know what I mean? Wouldn't it be better <laughs> oh, yeah, to see so yeah. and so? And the Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo is funny and it's fun, but it's like. Who would win in a fight? Blank, yeah. Now you're seeing it. How can you not enjoy that movie? Laura, you wanted to come in and talk a little bit about Expendables, right? How are you, how are you doing on time? Where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, we're good. We're good. Laura, um, this is her kind of I mean, this is her kind of movie. She, she loves action movies as much as I do. Uh, my wife wanted to come in and give a little bit about Expendables. I was talking about what a celebration it was to finally see your schoolboy arguments of who would win in a fight, Dolph Lundgren versus Blank or this and that yes. on the screen mm-hmm. and how the movie just works on a, even though it's not technically a great movie, it works so much on a celebration of a, of a visceral level of just machismo exploding all over the screen that you can't help but love it. Loved it. Uh, well, sweetie, you wanted to say something though about these guys and Mickey Wark and just the state of some of these dudes. It was tough to see. <laughs> she almost threw I mean, up. <laughs> I mean, as much as we would have loved to see this movie in the 80s, seeing it now in the 0000s. Classic surgery between uh, Stallone yeah. and Mickey Rourke. Those two in particular. There were some good. The guys were They don't even look real anymore. They look like the puppets in that. Uh, Land of Confusion video Land by, Confusion uh, video by Genesis. Genesis the Remember the puppets of like Reagan and Nancy in like the Land of Confusion video by Genesis? I'm gonna say yes, but I don't. They, it's rubberized puppets. It's it's hard. I mean, these guys have had so much plastic surgery, whether out of vanity or just the fact that they uh, get their asses beat for a living, that it is tough to uh, to see at times. I mean, you're watching the poster and you're like, you know what? There's more plastic surgery on that poster than on the poster for Sex in the City. You know what I mean? And you're just like. This is tough. These are guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> These are for, men. If it worked for Bruce Willis and Statham, I... Oh, yeah. Statham looked... Those are my guys. Statham is a good-looking well, dude. Keeps, he keeps Willis is a good-looking yeah. dude. And you know what? Terry Crews. Terry Crews is a fucking star. I've known it for years. Hollywood, get over your racial bias and give Terry Crews a leading man action movie. Terry Crews is the shit. And that being said, at the culmination of this movie... Am I done? Yeah, if that's all you wanted to say, sweetie. That's all I wanted okay. to say. And it was like my grown-up outsiders. Cause like, <laughs> Laura was like, this is my grown-up outsiders. Yeah. It's like when I was young, I was in love with all those guys in Outsiders in 83. And then this was like, oh, minus the gross right. ones. But it was like... <laughs> it is like the... It's, it, it's I'm like, all about the testosterone all over the place. I know. You. That's why she married me. She's all about the testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Manly guys, the testosterone... That being said, I pretty much... She almost threw up again. I wrecked... I, wrecked, so <laughs> I know. It's, it's the testosterone. <laughs> it's, it's the testosterone. We're like bull sharks. <laughs> I love it. Sweetie, there is a black man and a Mexican white man at this desk. It, it, is, it is all about testosterone. It's pretty multicultural. The multicultural? Who's, who's behind the camera here, Sinus, Flips? He's, who's, he's, who's, uh, that's Sinus. Violent Toenails, Nerdiest Kids. Sinus, uh, what, what nationality are you? Let's get this going. Half Korean. And half English, Scottish, and North. So I'm from Viking. Half English, Scottish, and North. Motherfucker. He's got like Mjolnir and shit like that. <laughs> he does. Let me tell you. We got Asian, Mexican, <laughs> black, white, super white. <laughs> super white. All up yeah. in this episode <laughs> of Geekscape. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They don't. They, they're, they, they, were, they came with two nerds. girls they're and they've nerds. left. Geekscape, you know the girls left, right? Uh, wave to the audience. Put, put your little nibbits up there in front of the audience. Of the, look, hey, that, look at that. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Gilmore is not here right now because uh, he uh, is, I don't know where Gilmore is. Really, I'm, I'm, not his, I'm not his fucking librarian or his secretary. All right? Secretary. I, 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 his secretary. I'm not his secretary. <laughs> um, what a great weekend at the cinema. I, that is all I got to say about that. Um... Let's talk about some of the news I pulled off the front page of Geekscape.net. John Belushi, there's going to be a biopic uh, written by Stephen Conrad who wrote, um, what did he write? He wrote that Will Smith movie where he's got his kid 
and um, oh, uh, pursuit, pursuit of happiness. happiness, yeah. And but they're looking at Todd Phillips uh, from The Hangover to direct it. Uh, so it could be a darker movie for Todd Phillips. It could be a little more serious of a movie, but still hilarious. You know, it's, it could be a little more poignant of a movie for Todd Phillips. I could probably guess the ending for this, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see this? There's going to be a new Star Tours. Yeah, They're apparently it's going to be amazing. Star Tours at, uh, at Disneyland in mm-hmm. May. What is going to be on this Star Tours, Flitz? Oh, Jar Jar Binks. Get Lots the fuck of out Jar of What? Oh, he, is, no. he is the best character. Just... No. Jar Jar Binks and just it's a Jawa. You can't Jawas. No, it's gonna be Jar Jar Binks What's and Jawas. Be, what I've heard, is, like like the trailer that we have up on the site, is that you see Bespin, Alderaan, and uh, and the, the the Moon of Endor, right? And it takes you through that. There's gonna be and supposedly you can ride the the ride every time you ride the ride throughout the day. It's gonna be different. Oh. So that's, like that's interesting. I don't. I, 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 don't I haven't yeah. been to Disneyland. I don't know if the you you moved. How long oh, you lived in LA? Uh, going on two years. Disneyland's expensive as shit. Yeah, exactly. So I can't blame exactly. you for that. But, <laughs> exactly. but let me know. I got I got buddies at Disney on the lot who can buy cheaper Disneyland work. passes. So let's work on that. The Star Tours was cool as a kid. I was really into it. But I was still that was pre prequels. Okay. Since that, uh, it just feels like I'm sitting on a ride watching my heart get broken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, man. You guys are rolling your eyes. I don't think you guys comprehend how seriously Star Wars was my life before those prequels. I had Star Wars sheets in my fucking bed in college thinking it would be cool. No, it didn't get laid. Surprise, surprise. But, like, <laughs> Star Wars got me into... I don't know, man. I, prequels. I don't know if I can sit through Star Wars, man. It's like, this is your uncle on heroin. Let's fly through his body. And it's like, I don't want to see my uncle on heroin. <laughs> Inner I space. I remember my Compton. uncle. My uncle My <laughs> uncle used to throw the ball with me, and then he got addicted to heroin. I don't actually have a... But I'm saying it's a metaphor, right? It's a metaphor. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a loved one gone bad, you know? Apparently, like, it's going to be amazing. I mean, a lot of people are looking forward to it. I don't know. It's really I, hard for me, I mean, they, I'm sure a lot of people... I mean, especially the people at Disney know that they're following something that's been legendary. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, I don't want to go until that's done. So, we'll see. I'll sit through the damn ride. I just... Somebody better hold me back, man. <laughs> I see one fucking Jar Jar. I see one fucking Padres. I'll be... I'll be fucking... I'm just pissed. We fucking oh, It's like, shut the fuck up. Um... Green Lantern 2, the writer is supposedly already getting re- ready to work on the Wait, the first script. one? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa. First one comes out next summer. Yeah, okay. Supposedly next they're, summer, but they're, they're already, already working on a script for Green Lantern 2. Dude, it's not even a hit yet. I mean, Ryan Reynolds is cool. Do you think it's going to be a hit? Like, I mean, I'm a fan because he's a nerd, geek, however you want to. No, Did that get you I don't know. I, I, have no fa- I have to see Kilowog. And no, I have they've released see... a design of Kilowog. Well, and he looks tight. No, I need to see him. Move, yeah, no, me too. You got to see him. And then and I also need to see the costume. Mm-hmm. I need to. You see, need to see him move because a lot of people unfairly criticize the costume, and I won't do that since I. Well, I didn't see the crit- whole thing. You don't see it move. I, I'm yeah. guessing it glows. I'm guessing it vibrates. I would like to see the white on the the on the gloves. You know how he has the white that goes up to about well, here. I mean, they might I would like do to it see with, that, but I mean, if Guy Gardner is in a movie, maybe they'll do it with him. But they're not. They're not. We need to hold our, our, our judgment until we see the thing on film. We need to yeah, see the story. We need to see the context. And I'm guessing the costume is going to go through so many iterations because it's CGI and it changes with his constructs. I am excited. And you know what? Green I'm Lantern excited. 2, if the script is roughly, if, if the script is the cheapest part of, the, uh, of, of putting a movie together mm-hmm. and financing a movie, go ahead and run the risk of writing a Green Lantern 2. Well, you know what? You know? I guess they'll have to write it anyway because, I mean... They're going to have to start production pretty much like... And it's going to go through so many rewrites. Maybe, maybe the money that they save in being able to roll right into the second movie, mm-hmm. not having to store mm-hmm. shit, not yeah. having to get rid of stuff, yeah. not having to rebuild stuff. There you go. I mean, I don't know what O is going to look like, but maybe they have to fucking rebuild O. I don't know. I don't oh. know this shit. But I'm guessing the bean counters at Warner Brothers know what they're doing. They justified somewhere in the numbers to greenlight the, uh, the script. Let's do it, man. I'm fucking stoked for Green Lantern. Well, I mean, all the all the uh, all the computer generation and everything have already been skinned and 
I'm down. Together, so Did you I see guess the Green Lantern kid? The Green Lantern what? Okay. During the panel for Green Lantern, okay. a little kid came up and asked Ryan Reynolds at Comic-Con something about, like, what was it like saying the Green Lantern Oath? You know? And and I think, you know, the kid was asking, like, what did it feel like? What well, was a big moment? But I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds, and you can find this on YouTube, goes, well, I guess it would have been a little like this. And the entire crowd goes, <gasps> it, it, and even watching it on my computer... It was palpable for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is going to say the oath. And and it's why we love Ryan Reynolds, yeah. regardless of Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't his fault. Keep he mind, was the best thing keep, about Wolverine. Keep in mind, I think definitely Nate Maybe is the fucking shit. If you're going to watch a movie with a chick, definitely Maybe is a great movie. Uh, I'll go to the grave with that shit. Uh, he looks the kid. He looks right at the kid without wavering. And he goes, in brightest day. In darkest night, yeah. and, and I can't. I mean, I'm not the performer he is, but it gave me chills. He was so charismatic. He was so great. I could go gay for Ryan Reynolds. I that was so great. You know, Wait, you know will, you take, will you take? Will you take Ryan you know, Reynolds? I, I won't go gay. Laura, stuff. you know, Laura will. I will allow Laura to have him. Okay, fair. As long as you watch, perhaps. Perhaps I'm attracted to my wife. If you're watching, because you do. I love my wife, but Uh but that Green Lantern oath, buddy, that sold me. Don't do Deadpool. Um, I just don't think that character needs any more further celebration. Okay, uh, this is awesome casting. Um, Judge Dredd, you know they're gonna do a new Judge Dredd movie. I am the law. It's a great property. I am the law. You know they didn't do it right with Sylvester Stallone. What was the main thing? He took the helmet off. Judge Dredd doesn't take the fucking helmet off. We all know that if we're if we're uh, Dreadheads. Um, Pete Travis, who was the director of Vantage Point, that movie with like Dennis Quaid and Matthew Fox. And yeah, you remember that? He's directing the Judge Dredd movie. They're shooting in England. It's going to be, or they're actually shooting in South Africa, and they're going to use the effects team that made, that gave District Nine its realism. Nice, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm on. Board. Uh, we're on board, on board so far. I'm Judge Dredd. They're going to build Mega City one, one in uh, South Africa, and they're going to get it going. Who plays Judge Dredd? Carl Urban. Bones Carl from Irvin. Star Trek. Okay, I'm I'm with this. I'm totally with. We're this. totally with this. <laughs> Wasn't it great? <laughs> That's exciting. When I saw that, that I was exciting. so excited. He's, he uh, he he really pulled Star Trek through. He's a solid. I mean, actor. it was a it was a good cast, but he really he st- he stood out nicely. Even when he was a bad guy in like one of the Bourne movies, mm-hmm. I was like, that dude is a effing star. He nice. he just keeps it together. I love Carl Urban's work. I can't wait to see half of his face in the Judge Dredd helmet. And they've said we will not take the helmet off of Dredd. Badass. I'm down with it, especially. So they're they're Judge breaking. Death I guess breaking there. Hollywood rules because you, know? you know they're all about SAG and FaceTime. I need well, he needs his FaceTime. Yeah, beyond that, like Cobra. You know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We. Oh. <laughs> you had to mention GI Joe. <laughs> Uh, as much as we love you, Joey, we really do. We do love Joseph Gordon. <laughs> Man, GI Joe, what a rape fest! <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about comics. We talked about Scott Pilgrim Six. Let you guys know, I was a little let down by Scott Pilgrim Six. Okay. It just felt like it didn't have the. Maybe after watching the movie, I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Going, there are so many characters that look similarly drawn in Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. that it's hard to inventorize them all in their place in the world. And then you see the movie, and you now going back and reading the books, you, have an image you associate, of, yeah. yeah, which helps. That being said, it felt like the book just was going for a profound end, ending, and just felt like it filibustered a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have the definitive. You know, it's like I would rather it have written one good, had one great scene, mm-hmm. than several that just didn't say a whole lot. You know, it, it felt like the weakest of the Scott Pilgrim books. That's sad. You know, but that being said, the artwork's great. Mm-hmm. It's still a Scott Pilgrim book. You'd still enjoy it if you picked it up. Um, and you know what? You got to have the complete set. I'm sitting here looking at mine. I got to have all six Scott Pilgrim books. And uh, you know what? I'd rather have a, Scott, a great Scott Pilgrim book than. A great, you know, I'd rather have a mediocre Scott Pilgrim book than, than no Scott Pilgrim a great, 
fucking Deadpool book or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Or or or, or anything from like Wildstorm. Uh, you know, it's like, oh yeah, Wildcats is back. Oh no, thanks. Um, Ripclaw. Ripclaw. Oh. <laughs> Uh, that being said, Batman Inc. Uh, the, Grant Morrison is doing oh, that with thing. him selling the he's yeah. selling. What is uh, it? Is that rights. what it is? Grant Apparently. Morrison is doing this return of Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. We all know Bruce Wayne has come back, and he's kind of set up Batman. You know, through through it, you see like a history of the influence of Batman influencing different cultures around the world. They did like pirates and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, cavemen, like cavemen and, and stuff. And yeah. so Batman, through history, now has an influence. Maybe the 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 current day has a bigger knowledge of Batman around the world, and the influence he can now create Batman Inc., which is maybe Batman protecting the world, which is kind of like going Wayne only into, covering Gotham, going into Kingdom Come. Oh, that's they right. had the Batman. Oh. Holy shit! Flits with the connection. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, they were eventually robots, what, but is that what they are doing? Who knows? But. Guys, nerdiest kids, <laughs> throw that shit in your Google. I don't know where they live now because they keep changing their damn websites <laughs> and their forums, but nerdiest kids right here. Where is the definitive place to go uh, find nerdiest Nerdiest-kids.com. Okay. And we have nerdiest kids. And that won't change. You'll well. forward that to no, wherever you guys yeah. go. You are nomadic as we are. Uh, <laughs> the, when, the Geekscape.net website we have now is, is our definitive home. And if only if anything, that will only be revised and improved. But, man, we were nomadic for a bit, weren't we? <laughs> I'd like to apologize now for that. That being said, thanks if you are still with us. Go back to fucking off if you just turned on this one episode after not being with us for a year. Because you know what? Go off, fuck. We kicked ass without you. Don't need you now. Buy a shirt. Um, <laughs> guys, later this month, August 28th, pencil your calendar. Uh, Heidi Hilliker is one of our users. She's great. Uh... She's a local Los Angeles girl who came to one of our live events and became a fan. I'm totally down with her. I'm very surprised that many of you guys haven't sent her creepy messages to hit on her because she's very cool. She actually enjoys it. Do it. Go for it. Heidi Hilliker is on the website, and she submitted this piece of news that August 28th is Read Comics in Public Day. Not, oh, I didn't know that I was I'm not at thing. work. I don't even care if I'm at work. I, well, I, I mean, you're not going to be at work the full day. Maybe in the morning, maybe in the afternoon. I, I Pop out a, a very comic. odd shift. Like what? From like 11.30 to 8.00. 11.30 to 8, right, but in the morning... I'm asleep. Oh, okay. You sleep a lot? No. <laughs> You're one of these guys who sleep. I'm a night person. How old are you? Guess. No, 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 I'm just going to fuck it up. Check my IMDB. Okay. Where it's not... Okay. Birthday is not but you're a night person, right? Yeah, I'm a night person. Okay. Primarily. That's where I'm most creative. Right. So. Oh, I'm tired of shit, man. I'm useless after 10:30. <laughs> I'm useless. But August 28th, though, what I'm saying is, you wake up early just on that day. Okay. Fair. Going down I to Swingers do for their five dollar breakfast, but read a comic book at the booth. Well, I, I live in WeHo. Yeah, so. you can Swingers right there on Beverly. Okay. Fair enough. Do that. Um, All right. I'll meet you. They'd be like, oh, he can. It'll read. be you and I sitting there reading. Yeah. <laughs> look at that black man. He's reading. <laughs> wow. Actually, it would be like more. Look at that black man. He is reading. West, oh, I it's like, West Hollywood. Oh, isn't it's it cute West with Hollywood. his comic oh books? Gosh, That's what we read. need That's up in amazing. here. We don't have a gay. Uh, a gay. We don't have a gay. We, I mean, we got the Asian. We got the okay. black. We, we don't have. We don't have a gay. We need a gay. We need a gay. A gay to a super gay. You know what? Like you throw out another one of those references like the Kingdom Come shit. You might have a gay. I loved that. <laughs> I might. I might swing. Uh, you might swing the vote up in that. How are we doing on time? We're just still doing all right? Oh, we're kicking ass. Awesome. Let's talk video games. <laughs> the big news that came out this week that kind of took everybody by surprise because we didn't anticipate it. Was the Bioshock Infinite announcement trailer? Yeah. Out of nowhere, I mean, Bioshock Two just came out a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and nobody really liked it. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like Bioshock One, everybody's like, "Holy shit, this game is amazing!" And then Bioshock Two like, came out, and it was just weirdly structured, I guess. And you're playing as one of the big daddies instead of against one. Is that right? I didn't play the second one. I barely I, am getting through the first I was, one. I was into it for artistic reasons mm-hmm. uh, because Joan and Vasquez worked on the design. And I'm a fan That'll of his work. work. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, apparently the studio that worked on the second one decided against working on the third one. Yeah, no, this is back at Irrational Games, I believe. And okay. you know what? I watched the trailer, and it's the first. What incited me about the first Bioshock was when I got that demo, and you come up out of the water, and the, and the plane is sinking, yeah. and it's on fire, and you got to find it. 
it really was about your discovery of this world and they did it in a way that paced it so well i was i was really into it um that being said as a non-fan of the first person shooter <clears throat> you know what just not being a fan of the genre is what kept me from really jumping into the game full board. yeah that's what happened to me um i could not finish the first bioshock just because i got more into the open worldness of a red dead redemption mm -hmm. or i, I got into this or that um so bioshock infinite it looks like a steampunk air sky adventure sky adventure yeah. <laughs> and what i liked about the trailer is it still carried that first person perspective to it that got you excited a little mm -hmm. bit about Okay, in the first one, you start out and you come up out of the water and you're like, how did I get in this situation? Where do I go? Blah, blah, blah. And it's really up to you to find out a way out of the situation that you found. And it's a high-tension high situation. In this Bioshock Infinite announcement, it fools you into thinking you're underwater and then you take your head out and you're not underwater, but you're, you get thrown by like a big daddy-ish character out of a window and you're falling. And you're in free fall, and I'm like, okay, how do you get out of that situation? And I do like that. It, yeah. it immediately throws you into the problem-solving mode that a lot of these first-person shooters, de I think, depend on, or else you're just going to turn into Modern Warfare, and you're just shooting noobs or whatever. The yeah. Fuck. It's like Mist. I don't miss the, that. Okay. Mist was that. <laughs> you know, you remember I don't Mist? Miss it. I remember. I don't. But miss it. It, but it was all about the questions. Okay, and, fair. And, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, otherwise, if you weren't cheating. The fun of that game was in the puzzles and the questions. And I, in, in here, the puzzles and the questions are, how are you going to fucking survive well, free fall? And is it how are you going to survive this, in future, you know? It looks like, because the, the girl in the window looks like a like little sister. Grown up. A grown up. Right. The little girl, she got titties, which kind of distracted yeah, me. Yeah, I was hoping to be seeing them, it's too. Just, Speaking of titties, this um, new Lara Croft game in the Guardian of Light. Yeah, I, I don't this, think I'll be getting a, a review copy, but it, we have a review copy. There's a review up on the website, and I haven't read it yet as of the taping of this episode. Sorry, I'll have read it by the time this episode's up. But I played a little bit of it at E3, and it is like a three-quarter top-down. Okay. And it's a you can play by yourself, but it's also cooperative. One of yeah. you guys plays as like the spear Mayan dude, like own. Mayan dude. I, you know what? As a, as, a, as a DLC, I think it's great. I think it's a great idea as a DLC. As a full game, I don't think... I, I think they went smart. Well, I, yeah, I don't I, see anybody playing that I feel like, I feel like they really game. did a lot of smart moves with DLC this summer mm -hmm. with this, the, the Xbox summer, summer of thing? fun. It's solid every year. It's, all, it's, all, it's been solid for the last three summers. Moose. You know? But, I mean, with, I mean, this is the last one, I believe, in a whole series of uh, games they've been coming out with because mm -hmm. they came out with Castlevania, Limbo... Monday Night Combat. Well, before that, Monkey Island too. But I don't think that was a part of the whole summer package. And, and what about Monday Night Fights? Monday Night Combat. Well, Monday Night Combat, which is awesome. Oh, and Limbo was awesome yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, this one I haven't played it. Um, I believe one of the other nerdiest kids got a review copy of it, mm -hmm. so they'll be playing. I, I was curious about it, but uh, I'm over Laura Croft. What I'm curious about is just the the co-op stuff mm. i i uh went out to warp tour and hung out with a buddy of mine who you guys have seen on the show uh scott klopfenstein from real big fish and he was playing through red dead and he's loving it it's a great game to be able to play with yourself but with by yourself <laughs> or, or online <laughs> you can play with others <laughs> and uh and he, and he was talking i was talking about oh dude left for dead you gotta fucking get into left for dead too and he goes, I have it. I couldn't get into it. And mm. I was like, why? He's like, because I'm playing it by myself. I said, yeah. I could. Ne yeah. I would never play Left 4 Dead or Left 4 Dead 2 by myself. Yeah. There, it is that. a game that will solely work on a cooperative survival level. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of what interested You know, Castle Crashers would never play by myself. Mm -hmm. You know what? I, I think I did some of it, the game. But it was so much fun. with a bunch so much of other people. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this yeah. game, I, you know, playing it with a friend is is basically how I think you could do it. It reminded me of uh, what was it? Gauntlet, the new Gauntlet. That yeah. was like 3D. Looking at it, it reminded mm -hmm. me of that Gauntlet Legends or whatever. Um, I popped so many quarters in that thing. <laughs> but it's you could save you're your code. With so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, level up your the shit. Yeah. Oh, I play. I pumped so many quarters in that damn thing, and then you get the code wrong to remember your player and you're like oh fuck i don't want to play as a level one man i was at level like 18 ah oh, that sucks uh so you try and die just to come back oh, whatever uh speaking of co-op canon lynch 2 uh is coming out canon lynch 1 got remember that that big 
hubbalaboo about it, Kane and Lynch won. It did. And that bad review. I, the dude got exactly. fired. It got. It's amazing that they made a part. It's. I played the demo. The demo is on two Xbox or one? Live. Two. Okay. The demo of uh, Kane and Lynch is it two multiplayer is on demo Xbox or is it a story demo? I played it by myself. I believe it is multiplayer. Mm-hmm. I can see where it could be intriguing with the style because they brought the cameras a lot closer into the character. So cool. Uh-huh. Seeing that at E3, yeah. it is like a handheld camcorder mm-hmm. style. It's gritty. Feels like... I don't want to say... Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Because, <laughs> well, because Cloverfield was definitely a first person. A born movie. It, it felt like a born movie, yeah. Or the it's last, visceral. Or the it was last. fun. Yeah. And how did it play? Because I have not it played, played it. I mean, the controls can be a bit wonky and get a bit take a bit getting used to. But I can see what it, it's. But it's. It, I feel like at the same time, in the end, what I would have to say is it's just a little bit too close to Army of Two. And dude, you're the guy who played Army of Two. I've never met anybody. You played Army of Two too? Oh, five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met anybody who played Army of Two. I played the first one and it was I, fun. It was fun for a bit, but I it I sold it, and I didn't even end it. It's right. one of those other games. Right. Like I I was I think I was into the whole team aspect. But it was hard to you, find anybody who yeah, would play yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a game like, like that, like like I, I could not finish the last Gears of War, the first Gears of War, uh-huh. because I played through almost the entire game with Big yeah. Yanks. And then I took a phone call from like my brother. Yeah. I had to hop off. And by the time I was back into play playing it, everybody had beat the game like a week later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> and it wasn't until Gears of War two came out. And I held on to Gears of War 1, knowing I could unlock stuff in Gears of War 2, if Fair. I did certain things in Gear, Gears mm-hmm. of War 1, that I go, you know what, like, Bibiani, let's just fucking end it. I'm, on, I'm mm-hmm. literally on, like, one of the last scenarios mm-hmm. in Gears 1. So we just fucking finished the game so that I could unlock shit and multiplayer yeah. in Gears of War 2. Two games that you, I will never play Gears of War 2 by myself. I never would. I didn't end it. I could have played it by myself, but I didn't oh. end it because I sat and watched Sinus uh, and another friend of mine, Crafty, end it, and that ruined it for me. I was like, I don't oh, want to end it now. <laughs> like, I'm, I played I'm through it with Brent Moore. I got to tell you, the ending of this, they're coming to get you. They're coming. They're like, I hear all these <laughs> ethnics are hanging out in one place. There's there an N-word face in John London's house. There might be a gay involved soon. Um, <laughs> The uh, the ending of Gears of War 2, what a piece of shit. I didn't, you I hold seen it, down a button on that, what is that, the, the highlight, the, what, what is that stuff, the, the hydrant, the, what was the name of that, the ambient, the, the ambient, lambent, or whatever the fuck, it's this giant glowing rod that's coming out of the ground, this pulsating veiny thing, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's coming, am I wrong? It's, it's coming out of the ground, and you have to shoot at it from a helicopter, it's like, hold on, has anybody in the history of video gaming died on that stage? Because literally, all you have to do is point your point your first-person cursor at the veiny <laughs> rod coming out of the ground that's glowing, and shoot it, and just hold the button down, and it dies this after about what two minutes of flying around the thing, and it's like, hold on, you got to be careful, or it'll hit the copter. I've never met anyone who's died during that stage. It literally was holding a button down and making sure the col- the cursor doesn't come off the thing. It was the easiest shit I've ever played. I'm having a hard time with this veiny rod image in my head. <laughs> the first, the first Gears of War, you had to fight the dude and he had like bats around him yeah, and stuff that like guy that. Was and like dick. you had to jump around I didn't play, stuff. But I watched. And you, you know what I mean? First, have you played a game before? <laughs> <laughs> the first Gears, like yeah, you were on a train. There's other stuff. You know, yeah. he had he had different phases to him. And, and he had to get know, out of the light, and it was a strategy. Out of the light, this and that. Yeah. This, you hold the button down, and the vein dies. You had to split the dick. It was brutal. Not fun. It's like, oh, let's just flood it. Shut up, nerd. Don't flood it. <laughs> yeah, you oh. circumcise the shit out of that. Inappropriate. That being said, I'm totally going to play Gears of War 3. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Carmine lives. <laughs> so, guys, uh, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Flitz, you guys love them now, don't you? What are you doing, fart noises? I don't know. The mic's here. I know. I can't do it. I can't I'm, I'm my ripping hands. ass right here. No queef. Um, guys, flits, not farts. It's flits. And uh, nerdiest-kids.com <laughs> is where you guys can find him and his nomadic community. Uh, but, you know, you guys have stuff on there right now. You guys, yeah. what, you, Let's do a push we have, We're guys. having a yeah. contest right now, actually. What's the contest? We're having a kick-ass, kick-ass contest okay. where we are inviting people to – we have uh, – I'm actually taking money out of my own pocket because we got uh, a kick-ass Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. They were like – it's free. We got two. So we were like, let's hold a con- I came up with the idea. Let's hold a contest where people send in 
videos, uh-huh. drawings, uh, pictures of, of them, them dressed as up a as a superhero. Yeah. I saw that. They have to have. They have to have a bio. Um, and I was like, I was like, you know what? Uh, Josh Pacheco, Buddha Punch. He said, let's throw some more stuff in. So we're going to throw in Comic Con swag. And I was like, no, this needs to be something by itself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to probably to Meltdown Comics. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to buy more kick-ass stuff to add to the prize pack. So this is not this is coming out of my video game budget, <laughs> and you didn't play them anyway. <laughs> yeah, and and we're gonna we're having this contest. It's over in uh, the last day is the thirtieth of this month. Okay, and then we'll announce our winners on the first or second. So you guys gotta get on this, all right? The kick-ass kick-ass, kick-ass, kick-ass contest. contest. It's on our front page. Think of a character for yourself. Go over to nerdiest-kids.com and enter. Kick some ass. Show the nerdiestkids.com what the fucking geekscapists are all about, and make up your character and come on over. Um, that being said, check us out at geekscape.net. We got news, reviews. Go over to the store, buy yourself some of the new t-shirts. That's always awesome. And then uh, you can Facebook both of our groups. On yeah. Geeks, uh, on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash geekscape.net. Same with Twitter and YouTube. You got to spell out geekscape, D-O-T-N-E-T. And then, of course, if you do a search for Nerdiest Kids, you're going to find these kids. kids. Yeah, if you just type the Nerdiest. If you type Nerdiest, I believe we're second on Google. But we're like second is like some site that has nothing to do with But I'm oh, guessing no, they're fucking we're, dirty. We're, we're second to Merriam's Dictionary. But when you click on That's nerdiest, pretty nerdy. When you click on Nerdiest, they don't have a definition for it. So they can lick balls. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. That's actually my words. That's exactly what I said. That's some bullshit. You guys come up first in Nerdiest and don't even have a definition for Nerdiest. Yeah.